G'day cobbers, welcome to episode 119 of Train Smooth. My name is Tim Egg and if you guys have any training, racing or nutrition questions, feel free to shoot me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. And before I roll on with the show, I do need to apologise, there was about a week there where there was no episodes and that's because my dumb ass mucked up. I had all the shows recorded and all saved nicely I, I thought I uploaded them onto the server properly but I, and for it to come out each day unfortunately it didn't work out that way and it just so happened to be at a time that I was away from this particular computer that had all the episodes saved to it for about a week so I'm, I'm a week behind with all the shows so I've got what have we got uh, we've got 10 episodes that I'm about to uh, I'm about 10 episodes behind at the moment so if you do have any questions send them through if they need to be answered straight away write urgent on it and I'll reply to you and I'll answer your question via email straight away so you, so you don't have to wait another 10 or so days for it to come through um, so today's question comes from Rob and if I sound a bit, bit horrible it's because I've got a bit of a um, man flu at the moment and you know the wife she calls it she calls it a common cold but us dudes know exactly how painful these man flus are uh, today's question from Rob uh, the question I had is was what is the difference between swimming in the sea in brackets he writes which freaks me to swimming in the lake in brackets that I'm fine with for example, the first thing I did was try to sight and breathe at the same time and swallowed a load of water as a wave came in. What else do I need to do slash be aware of? Is this just a case of me looking, not, don't look down, don't freak out? Um, no. So the, the difference is, there's, there's a few big differences. Generally with lakes, um, it's, it's a lot more protected. With the ocean, you really don't know what you're going into. For the mo- most part, you know, one day you can arrive up three days before your main race, and she's flat. And this is how it normally goes. The, the couple of days before a big race, it's flat as a tack. And then all of a sudden, come race day, she's wavy and choppy. But you generally don't know. It generally, we've also, with lake swims, nine times out of ten, you can't really see the bottom. Um, in a lot of the ocean swims, you can see the bottom, which is a little bit more peace of mind. But the problem is there's a lot more stuff in the ocean. And we know what's under there, and that freaks us the hell out. So you just got to do a few little things. Um, for instance, what I do, especially with new new athletes, new, new to the sport, especially when they're new to swimming... Um, I get them to do these bob downs in the pool. So what what that is is you, you just basically you're doing a cannonball almost, but you're already in the water. You just cramp hold of your knees, just float down, breathe out, just keep breathing all the oxygen out of your lungs until you've nothing left, and you just sink, just keep sinking down. Get used to that water feeling, and you, and you do that maybe three times. You do it as part of your warm up, for instance, of the ocean. So um, to get used to it, you might. Part of your warm up might be um, you you run out run run from the beach so as you're practicing your swim starts just run out swim twenty 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 five meters turn around come back do that a few times then do the sinking sinking um, method um, just to get you used to um, what the ocean is 
in the current to where it's moving you to that that also helps um also doing might also pay to do a few drills in there doing the um 636 um some sculling just to get used to it uh also wearing a a full length wetsuit just to add that little bit of protection in your head um because you know you're not going to sink to the bottom with one of those so just just helps protect you that little bit more and it's a lot of the times a lot of the the fear obviously comes from from your head and the little things you've planted in your head you think god where's a shark so you just go and statistically you could swim every day in the ocean and you want you're not going to see a shark so but we're all paranoid, especially, especially um, you know, I see they've changed the swim course out at Ironman Western Australia because we've had a few different sightings. And out Bustleton Way, and I, they're, they're just, you know, seems to be 100 sharks. But unfortunately, it's taken the um, the iconic swim around the jetty out of it. But I digress, sorry. But just, it's a matter of... Um, getting peace in the head so another another tip would be and i a lot of people st- you know think i'm a, a moron for saying this stuff but i really truly believe it is visualization sessions yeah so just because you know these are perfect to do on rest days just because your body's having a rest doesn't need your mind doesn't need to to not train as well so just you can do it sitting on a couch it's almost like meditating do it anywhere just close your eyes and visualize yourself on race day going into that water and visualize yourself going through different scenarios of the water so just pick a different scenario every time you're going to have like this visualization session so you just visualize yourself going into the water it's really wavy not so much choppy but very wavy and then the next one might be geez it's choppy and every time you breathe um water's going into your mouth now that to target that part of your question um when you went up and sighted Another thing to do with your normal swim training is bilateral breathing. It helps with both. Um, it helps get you used to breathing both sides. Another also good tip would be when you're swimming generally. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you might pick, um, let's say, do 200 meters swim set. So 50 of it might be breathing only from the left hand side. 50 of it might be breathing from the right hand side. 100 breathing bilateral breathing, and you just repeat that. Um, and then you might do uh, straight after that another hundred breathing on the side. You're the weakest at. So what happens is you're swimming, and I'll give you a good example with what I'm carrying on about here. Is I think it was Ironman Cairns 2015. It was horrific water, and it, the last every year up in Ironman Cairns, the the ocean swim there is horrific. But I was swimming, going back here, going across ways back towards the jetty. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the direction, um, but it really doesn't matter of the story. So I was swimming uh, one way. I'm able to breathe in my normal side during race. The, during a race, it, perfect, no worries. Go back the other side. All of a sudden, the the wind, uh, the choppy, the wind from the uh, the water from the wind and the the waves and the chops uh, kept blowing the water straight into my mouth. Every time I tried breathing water hit my mouth so I had to change the direction the side I breathed at so I just had to switch complete other side and I was able to start swimming properly with no with no problems of um, breathing in any more water it stopped that problem 
there's been a number of occasions of di- of different athletes having to do that. Now, if you're not doing that in training, come race day, you're going to have a hell of a time. It's going to cost you minutes, especially when we're talking about an Ironman. Now, I don't know if you're doing an Ironman or not, or Olympic, but it's 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 going to cost you valuable time. So, just something that simple in training, do it as part of your warm up. It's um it's worth its weight in gold. So I hope that helps. Um, shoot me back an email to tell us how you go and all the best. And if you guys have any questions, shoot me through an email. Address is tim at trainsmove.com. Till tomorrow. Hero.